Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Go ahead and have a seat, amen. Praise the Lord. What power Pastor has, huh? Stand, sit, amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just want to make a one quick announcement, amen, that was not announced, amen. There's been people wanting to be get baptized. And so we are going to have baptisms the last Sunday of this month. We'll do it right here. And so you want to be baptized, amen, or re, re, get rebaptized, rededication. It will be the last Sunday of the month, amen. I will minister on baptism that Sunday, amen. And so we just come prepared. Uh, come with clothing. And those online that are not here that want to be part of that and want to get baptized, because there's been a few people that wanted to get baptized. And so I'm going to go ahead and just do it. It was a last-minute thing. I'm, I'm putting it in. I don't want to push it to November because that's when it starts to get a little colder. And so it's a little warmer here. And so the last Sunday, amen, which is uh, PCLV T-shirt day. So everybody just dressed down, jeans and T-shirts, amen. Those that want to get baptized, bring a change of clothing. Uh, if you're going to get baptized, we need dark clothing, a dark top for the ladies. Same thing with the men, amen. Uh, dark shorts, amen. And then bring a towel. And we'll baptize you, dunk you, and throw you in the back to air dry. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But no, but, but bring your, your towels and stuff, and then bring, uh, bring a change of clothing. Amen. And so we're just going to have a good time. And uh, how many want to get baptized in this place? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So come ready. Amen. And I will come ready for dunking time. Amen. Hallelujah. But I, I'm going to minister the word to let you know what baptism is all about before I do it to get a deeper understanding of what it is. Amen. And what we're doing here today. Amen. And really, uh, really a great time to do that in front of family, in front of the church. Amen. Because we're going to celebrate with you as we bury that old person and come up powered. Amen. As a new person in Christ. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Praise the Lord. Invite people, invite family. Amen. And let's come and have a good time. Also on Facebook Live, come and see us. Just show up that Sunday. Amen. And just come ready. Amen. And we'll baptize you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. As I minister today, we need to understand, church, that we who call ourselves disciples of Jesus, we who call ourselves as followers must come together and reunite. Can somebody say amen? This crisis, this year of 2020, the crisis, the pandemic, amen, has caused us to break apart and has caused us, listen, to disassemble. But during the shutdown, if you remember in the beginning of the shutdown, as I closed down the church, amen, I believe the Lord was telling us that we needed to go home, so he sent us home, and the Lord was calling us to sit at his feet once again to bring our homes in order and to repent. Amen. I don't know about you, but I went home and I repented. Amen. There are things that we needed to repent. I, and I believe that that short time of those two months where God sent us and where I closed this church, God was calling us back to sit at his feet. Amen. And like I said, once again, to bring our home in order and to repent. But the time has come to assemble once again. 
as we've been doing recently as we came back at the end of May, amen, to come back. And God has called us to assemble to build up again, to grow and to prepare and to receive instructions. See, that's why we come to church, amen, is to receive instruction, especially during a time of a pandemic. We need God's clarity. We need God's understanding. We need God's leading, amen, during this dark season that we have never been to. But God is leading us through. And that's why it's so important for us to come together and gather, amen. And so I want to minister a message I entitled, It is not time to scatter, but to gather. Come on, somebody say, it's not time to scatter, but to gather. Come on, it's not time to scatter, but to, but to, we are gathering, amen. Together, listen, we are stronger apart, we are weakened. Together we are stronger, apart we are weakened. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12 says this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. But if someone falls alone, come on. If that, uh, but if someone who falls alone is in real, real deep trouble. Hallelujah. Can you see that? Amen. And it goes on to say, likewise, two people lying together, close together, can keep each other warm. But how can one person be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two, come on, somebody say two, two can stand back to back and conquer, but three are even better for a, a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Come on, if I am alone, amen, and I fall down, there's no one to help me. There's no one here, but if I can get a brother, come here, come here, brother Josh. Now... We got two, amen. Now you come to fight us and we're back to back. Guess what? You're in trouble. Now if I get Anna, come here, Anna. Come on. That, oh, no, now, now it's going to get crazy and cray. It's going to get cray cray right now. But now we got three and guess what? We can, we can really easily beat you now. Now if we get more, hallelujah. Everybody just do, just do a move like that. Just go like that. All right, see? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. So we got to understand that we got to come together because, come on, it's not time to scatter, but it's time to gather. Amen. And we must come united. You got to understand, church, cooperating with others has advantages. I mean, you've seen the advantage that took place there. If I'm alone, I'm going to be fighting alone. But if I can get two, amen, it's a little better. But if I get three, it's way better. But if we can get together as a church, come on, somebody. Now we are even stronger. Can somebody say amen? See, life, come on, listen, life is designed for companionship, not isolation. Life is designed for intimacy, not loneliness. Some people prefer isolation, thinking they, can, they can't trust anyone. Come on, that's why people isolate, amen. There is no trust in people anymore. And so they isolate themselves. Understand, church, we are not, we are not here on earth to serve ourselves. We are here to serve God, listen, and others. Listen, don't isolate yourself. Don't try to go at it alone in this. Seek companionship with others who can help you along the way, church. 
Be a team member yourself. Somebody say, I want to be a team member. That way you can help others as well. The Bible, listen, the Bible. How many believe in the Bible? How many believe in the Word of God here? Come on, the Bible says believers need to attend church. That believers should gather, listen, not scatter. We should meet up together regularly. Come on. That's why we come to church on Sunday. Yeah? That's why we come on midweek Wednesday. That's why we'll meet up with men or, or women or certain things. We should do that regularly. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 44 says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That means they went to church. They went to church. And to fellowship and to breaking of bread or eating. Come on, how many like to eat in this place? Come on, eating and to prayer. Everyone, somebody say everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Now verse 46 and 47 says this. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Church, we see here that together they grew. Together they grew in love. They grew in support with each other. They grew in maturity. They grew in weight. Hallelujah, all the eating. And then they grew in numbers, meaning that people were added to the kingdom of God. See, when you start to gather, people get saved. Come on. Come on. When you get, when you come together, people get saved. And that's what was happening here when our church started back in the book of Acts. Now, do you look at, can you see the importance and the advantages of us coming together as a church? See, people make the statement all the time. Now, I don't know if you know some of these people. I don't have to go to church to be saved. Come on. Or I am the temple of God. Come on. And though this may be true, listen, though those statements are true, church, but if you want to obey God's word, how many want to obey God's word? If you want to obey God's word and you want to follow biblical pattern of the New Testament, church, which we are, we are the New Testament church, if you don't know that, then ye, we need to go to church. Point to somebody and say, you need to go to church. You need to go to church out there, Facebook, hallelujah. You need to go to church. Hebrews chapter 10, 23 to 25 says this, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways, listen, it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to an acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially that the day of his return is drawing near. Come on, how many know that Jesus is coming back? Come on, it's drawing near. And so here it's saying here in Hebrews, amen, uh, the author here is saying, you know what, let's think of some ways. Uh, let's think of ways of coming together. But you know what, let's not neglect coming together. Now, don't neglect it through a pandemic, amen, through a crisis, through whatever you're going through. That should not be a reason for us not to come together. It says that we must hold tightly. 
to what we believe. How do we do that? By looking for ways to motivate each other through love. Look to your brother and sister and say, I love you. I love you. I love you guys. See, we've got to look for ways to encourage one another. And see, we can do that when we gather. We can't do it when we scatter. Come on. It's when we come together, then we can encourage one another. It's when we come together, then we know what you're going through and what you're going through. And then together, we can look for ways, amen, to encourage one another, amen, by not neglecting to meet together. See, gathering together with other beaner, uh, beaners. <laughs> Did I say beaners? Hallelujah. I'm sorry back there. <laughs> I need water. <laughs> I'm Mexican, amen. Talking to myself, amen. But when we come together with other believers, how do you know that this was not man's idea? It was God's idea, church. God was God who was what wanted us to come together. It was God's idea, church. The divine idea of assembling, not to see, we don't assemble to see, you know, how many numbers are you drawing? We're not here to see who has the biggest church. Come on. That's not what it's all about. The idea is that the living God, listen, our God, our Savior, Jesus, wants to meet with his people as a corporate body. See, when we meet, God moves. Come on. How many of you here with Sunday? Come on, let me hear, come on. God moved. Why? What happened? Because we assembled. He wanted to come together. He wanted the corporate body. He wanted to speak to individuals. He wanted to move in this place, church. And let me tell you, Sunday, God moved. Come on, he started moving in the midst of worship. You cannot do that isolated. You cannot do that scattered. It only happens, church, when we gather. Come on, as well as private worship. Even in the midst of gathering, people were at the altar having a personal time with God. Church, God moves when the body comes together as a corporation. When we corporate ourselves together, church. See, people make excuses. Listen, excuses not to gather with other believers. Some people use this virus. This virus right now in the church is an excuse. Come on, people on, I can't go. The virus. I can't go. You know, COVID-19. I can't go. I'm afraid. Well, whatever it is, they're using this as an excuse. And some people just say, I'm too, uh, too tired. And really, the, the bottom line is that people got lazy. Come on, let's, let's just let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Hallelujah. People have got comfortable. They'd rather stay home. They can tap into any service. And, and that, that's, that's great, church. But when church is coming together, God is calling us to cooperate to each other, to come as one body, church. You know, there are excuses. I, I got to wake up early the next day. Come on. When you were not saved, you stood out all night and still went to work. Come on, somebody. Don't lie to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. You, you stood out, amen, and partied all day and still went to work. Come on. We can make it a church. Hallelujah. Even if you work early. Hallelujah. I mean, there's a lot of excuses out there today, church. I know that some are legit. And really the only legit, I, I think, is that you're working or you're sick. Let me tell you, I have probably missed out of going now over 19 years in service, 
I think I missed service maybe twice or three times, and it was because I was sick. In 19 years, church, why? Because I want to be where the body is. I want God to show up, amen. This is my life. Come on, you guys are my life. You guys are my family. I want to gather with my family and come together, church. But too often, listen, too often we find Christians who see no need, listen, to belong to a local church. And what they fail to realize is that most of the New Testament letters, if you read the New Testament letters in the book, in the Bible, they were written to what? Local churches, not individuals. Local churches. The message that God was speaking to the body of Christ was to the churches. Come on, he didn't go to individuals. He went to the church. The New Testament is focused on the local church. In the scriptures, there are over a a hundred references to the local church. And most of the New Testament letters, uh, come on, uh, uh, were to the New Testament churches, amen. Even the seven letters in Revelations, uh, chapter 2 and 3, they were written to the local church. See, Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus wants to build his church. And so we should want to build his church as well. Can somebody say amen? But you can't build his church if you're not part of the local church. Jesus loved the church. Come on, he gave his body for the church. And we should love the church too, because we're supposed to be like him, right? To be like Jesus. That's really our ultimate goal, is for us to be like Jesus. Matthew chapter 18, 20 says this, where where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. See, if you're not part of the local body of believers church, it's hard to experience that promise that I just spoke about. It's hard to experience uh, the two or three gathering, amen, that he's in the midst, amen. Uh, Just like I said on Sunday, he was in the midst. We gather and God moved corporately upon the body. What are we to do when we gather together, church? I'm going to give you some points, amen, of what we do when we come. Why why it's so important for us to come together. What, what, what benefit it does to us, the advantages that it does for us as we come. Now, we mentioned some of them. But as we come together, amen, we come to what? Hear the word of God, right? We come to hear the word preached, amen. Somebody say, preach it. Come on. Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, it says this. As for you, Titus promote this kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control. Somebody say self-control. Self-control and to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. They must, they must find or they must have sound faith and be filled with the love and patience. Somebody say patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in the same way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. Come on, this is what we learn as we come to the church. I mean, the word of God gets preached to us. Amen. We learn to understand and exercise self-control. We learn to understand that we must be worthy of respect. Amen. And to live wisely. Amen. And to do things that honor God. Amen. As we gather together, what else do we do? 
We worship. We worship the Lord. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, 19 to 21 says this. Singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. These are things that we do as we gather. Amen. Uh, number three, amen, is to partake in communion. Amen. First uh, Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26 says this, For I pass on to you what I have received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was portrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke into pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. This is what we do as we gather church, not scatter. We also, number four, we come to gather that we can give unto the Lord. Amen? Come on, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 7 says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But one who plants generously will receive a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in uh, response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Come on, we do that as we gather, not scatter. Number five, come on, we gather together that you can get prayed over to receive physical or spiritual healing. Amen. James chapter 5, 13 to 16. Are any of you suffering hardships? Come on, somebody. Come on. You should pray. If anyone's happy, you should sing praises. Are you, any of you sick? You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal. Listen, heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another or to each other. Pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Amen. Uh, come on, as we gather, church, uh, the altar is open. Amen. Uh, come on, you come, you get prayed for, people get healed at the altar, people get touched. Amen. Especially if you're going through, uh, through some hardships, uh, some suffering, uh, going through a hard time. Amen. The altar of God is open. Amen. So that only happens, church, listen, as we gather, not scatter. Come on. This is why we come, why it's so important for us to gather corporately, church. Number six, come on, this is, a, this is one of the good ones here, amen, to fellowship and to pray for our brothers and sisters. Acts chapter 242 that I just read recently, amen, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Hallelujah. Come on, how many like fellowship in this place? 
Come on, hallelujah. It's good to gather together, amen. And hopefully when the doors, uh, the things start to loosen up, we can come together and, and eat and do the things that we need to do, amen. Uh, I'm starting to open up the cafe now and trying to bring, you know, things that we need to do to, to raise money, but also to bring food here, amen, and say, you know what, let's just, this fellowship once again. Come on, it's about time to come together. Come on, somebody. We can fellowship. Fellowship is not just eating food, you know that. Fellowship is just fellowship. You know, let's break some bread. We're, you know, breaking bread is right here. We're breaking the word of God. Amen. We're going to have some word. Amen. We're going to, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to give you something that, that will bless you. Amen. And so that is what fellowship is all about. We do that together. Come on. As we, as we come together, not scatter. Number seven, the church is a place where the gifts of the spirit can manifest. Come on, somebody. Come on, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us. So what? So that we can help each other. The gift is not just for you, church. Come on, you can't be selfish with your gift. The gift is for others. And we can't do that unless we gather, not scatter. Come on. 1 Corinthians 14, 3 to 5 says this, But one who prophesied, listen, strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues strengthens personally. But one who speaks the word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Come on, there were some words spoken on Sunday. And what did it do? It, it benefited the whole church. It benefited the whole body. Paul goes on to say, I wish I can speak in tongues, but even more, I wish that all can prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. Unless someone interprets you, you are just saying, and, and, unless someone interprets what you're saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. So it says, you know what, talking in tongues is great, amen, but one who prophesies is even greater because it benefits the whole church. See, when you're talking in tongues, it's benefiting you personally. Did you know that? Come on, when you start talking tongues, God's speaking to you. God's edifying you. God's speaking to you. That's a, that's a conversation between you and God, and God is just touching you. Amen. But when one, someone speaks in tongues and one, pro, and one interprets that tongue, now the whole body gets blessed. And somebody say amen. Number eight, last one. Why we gather together. Why it's so important for us to gather, not to scatter. The church is a place, listen, where the call of God on your life can edify other believers. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 8, it says this, Just as the body has many parts, each part has a special function so it is with the Christ's body. We are many parts but of one body. And we are all belong together. In his grace, God has given different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. 
And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it more gladly. Do you see the importance, church, of us gathering and not scattering? Come on, it's about us coming together. And this is what the enemy wants to do. The enemy came in. He's trying to bring division because if he can divide, he can conquer. If he can divide, amen, a house divided cannot stand. Your house would not stand if we don't get meet together corporately, church. And so it's so important for us to assemble and not neglect the assembly of God's people coming together. And that's why it's so important to come here. And then you know what? There's certain things out there why you're not attending or coming. There's fear. We can understand certain things, but there has to come a time that we need to stand and know that, you know what, it's a scheme from the devil, man, to separate us from the church, that we got to come and we got to trust God. Come on, somebody. We got to trust God and say, God, we need to meet together because you're giving instructions to the church. You're moving in the supernatural. Let me tell you, God is bringing revival to Las Vegas, amen. God is bringing revival in this church, amen. And we can only get that together as we come together, not scatter. We need to be part of what God is doing or we can miss out, listen, on what God wants to pour out. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out what God wants to pour out. Amen. So we got to understand we cannot get it being scattered. We can only get it as we gather. Can somebody say amen? This is why it's so important, amen. And you know what? I, that, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying come and beg. I'm saying come because you're missing out. God is doing something, and the enemy, if we listen to that, and we, we, when we hold back, we're going we, gonna to miss out what God wants to pour out. He says in the last days, how many believe that we're in those last days, that God is going to pour out his spirit? He says, I'm going to pour it upon all flesh. Come on, your sons, your daughters, uh, old men will have visions and dreams, and, and young men will have dreams. These are things that we need to be part of, but we cannot get that. That falling cannot come unless we come to a corporate. He's pouring it out on the church. It's not on individuals. It's on the church. He's going to pour out his people upon the church, guys. And this is the last movement of, 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 the, of the great revival that's coming, church. Come on, we're going to be part of that great revival. Hallelujah. Come on. You know, we, we heard about revivals. We, we've heard about, you know, even our Praise Chapel and how it started the revival back in May with the, with the revival back in the Golden Gate. We're going to have our own revival right here at PCLV Church. But not only us, it's going to fall worldwide. This is a revival that's going to touch the world, church. But we can't be part of it unless you're part of the local church. Unless you're part of the body of Christ. And that is why it's so important for us, church, to gather, not to scatter. We need to come together. God's been doing some great things. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't know, I don't know about you. But we opened up, man, and 20 people came out. But we, we, we took a step of faith, amen. You know what? I took another step of faith. And he said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to have a miracle crusade. This place was packed out church but let me tell you something got deposited in this place amen and God started moving amen we had our conference amen uh, come on people came out God moved amen and God has been moving ever since uh, why because we're gathering not scattering let me tell you that movement and what we've been feeling in our church would not happen if we would have stood home 
For some of us, we might have shriveled up and died. Come on, let's be honest. There are some that are missing in action, church. It's time to gather, church, not to scatter. As we do this, I believe that we are going to be strong, church. God is setting us up. He's setting you up. God is about to do something. You don't want to miss out on any service. Anything that's going to happen right now, the, the guest speakers I'm bringing, I mean, everything has been lined up. The word is lined up to what God has already been doing here. Amen. There, the, I'm telling you, people are feeling what's going on here. The guests that have come are being more blessed and go leave me. I said, man, there's something happening there. Come on, God is moving there. Get ready. One pastor told me, amen, uh, during our, our, our conferences, you know what? Revival's coming. Revival's already, it's already been prophesied, church. Come on, let's just embrace it. Hang on. Let's go for the ride. Hallelujah. Come on, God is about to blow your mind. God is about to do something inside of you. Amen. God is getting ready to get ready to get ready to pour out. Come on, I'm telling you, it's not time to quit. It's not time not to scatter. It's not time to stop. It's not time to sit down. It's time, amen, to gather, amen, into the presence of God and watch God move upon your life. He's about to blow, blow your mind. He's about to blow you personally. He's about to bless your marriage. He's about to bless. Some of, somebody's going to get blessed financially in this place. Come on, I'm telling you. Somebody say, I receive it. Come on, it's not just one person, amen. God's going to bless the church. God is moving. He just said, you know what? I'm going to take every worry. I'm going to take every concern. I'm going to take everything aside. That way you can focus on me and all the promises I have for you. God is about to do something that's going to blow your mind if you simply trust him. Church, it's not time to stay home. It's not time to be scattered with fear. It's time to gather in faith and watch what God does. Understand the importance, church, of gathering, not scattering. Like I said earlier, we are stronger together. We are weakened apart. Church, it's time. It's time to keep on gathering and call those that have been scattered to come home. Remember when they arrested Jesus? And the scripture says when the shepherd is strike, the sheep will what? Scatter. The church has been struck. I said the church has been struck and the church scattered. But as you know the story, Peter followed, right? And he was questioned. Hey, you're one of those people, huh? You're one of those PCL people, huh? <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, I'm not one of them. You're mistaken. And he denied him three times. And, and the Bible says that Peter went and he wept bitterly. He scattered. But who went going looking for him? Who went going looking for him? <laughs> who went going looking for him? <laughs> Jesus, right? He went to go get Peter, who was scattered. And he went, and he found him where? 
fishing the place that he found him at the first time. See, sometimes when we're scattered, church, listen, sometimes we go back to our old ways. Come on, somebody. Some of you guys went back to your old ways. But Jesus went to go get you, just like he did with Peter. And it says that as Peter was on the, on the, on the boat, if you know the story, and they were fishing, and the, and the, and the Bible says that they caught nothing. You remember, the, you remember that story? That's how he found them. Same story again. And he tells them from the shore, and they don't recognize Jesus. They say, you know what? Throw the net on the other side. And so they do it, and the Bible says they pulled up a catch so big that they, the, the net couldn't contain it. And right at that moment, what happened to Peter? He recognized him. And he ran to the shore. And Peter tells him this, this, this statement. And he says, Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, I do, Lord. No, Peter, do you love me? Ask him three times. But what did he tell him to do? Feed my sheep. The Lord gathered him. The Bible says he reinstated him, brought him back to the church, and says, do what you're supposed to do. Feed my sheep. Go win the world for me, Jesus. Now the Lord has called us. We have scattered through this, through this time in, in, our, in our season. Our shepherd was struck. Our church was struck. But the Lord has now called us individually he called you individually, and he has reinstated you. And he tells you now, feed his sheep. Just start doing what you need to do. Go back to being the church that you need to be. Come on, somebody. It's not time to scatter. It's time to gather. Come on, he's gathered some of us. Come on. He gathered you, girl. He went after you and gathered you. And pulled you back and says, you're a woman of God. Come on, somebody. Come on, the devil is saying, you're this. No, you're a woman of God. And he reinstated you and gave you strength. See, those are the things that God did at that time. He came and he gathered us. He says, come back home. This is where you need to be. Come on, somebody. It is time to gather, not to scatter. Amen. Come on, let's all stand up.